Hey everybody, this is Courtney. And this is Allison. And you are listening to Murder Porn. I have to do the pew pew. Yeah, I was about to say, (laughs) don't skip it this time. Don't skip the pew pew. Because I feel like that's bad luck. Yeah. I gotta do the chicka pew. (laughs) Gotta do the chicka pew. Like I said, any time that we're deviating from the the normal, what people expect of us, might be bad luck. I don't know. It's like that. It's like that meme you sent me. Are you superstitious? I might be a little stitious. <laughs> My favorite one was the girl like looking like she was having a mental breakdown, and it says me on the internet at four a.m. when I have to be at work in the morning. After watching true crime, searching conspiracy theories. I'm sure it wasn't just like that. I'm <laughs> But I also, you get what I'm saying. You also sent me one recently that said, um, like, me at two in the morning trying to sell the John A. Ramsey case. <laughs> That's me. Also, also, relationship filter question. This is how you tell if they're good to go. When you ask them. Who killed John Who Benet? killed John Bonet? Yeah. They should have an immediate response. They need to know. Immediate response to that question. They should not have to sit and think about it. They need to know. If you don't already have a theory, then there's something wrong in your head, a.k.a. you're not addicted to murder porn like we are. Who is your suspect for the Delphi case? That is one that I always go to. Oh, I think it's 100% got to do with the Anthony Schatz Mm -hmm. profile. Yeah. A lot of people think it's his, uh, it's not him, it's his dad. Probably. But. I've um, seen that. I should probably not say that because, well, you know what? It's on Facebook pages, so yeah. I guess it really doesn't matter. Public information already. It's not your own opinion that you're formulating. You're simply stating someone else's. Yeah. But that case fucking haunts me. That case haunts a lot of people. Yeah. I wish they would solve it because those two girls, like, the um, Murder Sheets podcast or Murder Sheet podcast. Mm-hmm. That got a hold of the police report somehow, mm-hmm. and it indicated that they had been posed, and it was, like, brutal, you guys. This was brutal. Well, I told you, so, I, so I've been following the Delphi case since, like, the Same. moment it fucking happened. Same. So, I'm on a lot of the Facebook groups. So, oh, God, I'm not. Oh, I am. So, there was, like, this, and it happened on Reddit, too. I did not follow. You are so on Reddit and, like, YouTube and all that shit and I don't yeah. do that stuff. I like watch things and formulate my own opinion and like that's pretty much it. Yeah. No, <laughs> you're I'm like on, really far into I'm, it. There's I'm nothing deep. I can say that I'm that far into. I'm deep. But, you know, so there was this person that came out like um, a couple a year two ago. Um and her name well, I don't know if it's a he or she it was a fa- it was an alias. It was Lee, spelled E-L-E-I-G-H. So a girl. And then Kerr, K-E-R. Get it? Lee Kerr? Lee Kerr? This person claimed to have been part, like, part of the case, but, like, not in law enforcement, just part of the case in some capacity, and leaked a bunch of the stuff. So when they leaked that they were posed that was like the really big when everybody like officially knew that this person was legit 
because that's what he or she had been saying in like yeah. the Facebook posts that they were posed, um, that they took uh, like a trophy from one of the girls. Yeah, I heard that. Um, and I, I'm not going to go into any more detail as to anyone because it gets it gets really it's fucked up. I do want to hear though, like outside family. of this podcast, you need to tell me what you've heard. Yeah. So um, that's like totally not. Speaking of that, <laughs> this is the type of conversation that would be we should be at the end in some of our Patreon that we're developing now. Yeah. So, so we're working. We're currently in the works of trying to figure out a Patreon. But yes, this would be a good one. Well, they would just hear us talking about it like after the show. So one of the things that we're thinking about doing, you guys can let us know if you think this is a good idea. But what we want to do is start recording our recording sessions like mm-hmm. on video and giving people access to like us recording it live with no edits, hearing our outside yeah. conversations, hearing our talk afterwards, everything like that. So if you think that's a good idea, let us know. Yeah, we're just trying to like work out all the kinks to setting this up and trying to figure out the the tiers and things like that. And one of the things we were trying to think of is how do we put it behind a paywall a paywall like the paywall like that um, get exclusive exclusivity yeah because if you're spending the money to get access to it we don't want everybody to have access to right. it so and like, i guess i'm gonna have to mess around with like patreon and see if maybe like patreon keeps it behind the wall itself or if we have to put it elsewhere so we're gonna be playing with it for a little while before we even release it but it's just just internal thoughts we have uh, internal being external that we're talking back and forth about <laughs> but let us know what you think of that yeah be nice to get input on that to see if you guys would like that but yeah. anyway so that was totally off we're not supposed topic. to talk about that shit yet based yeah. on our format yeah so i'm sorry we um we aired from our Format. We deviated from the format. So today um, is like kind of the part, the adjacent part to what Allison did last week, which was about um, the panic defense, gay panic defense. LGBTQ plus panic defense. Yeah. Um, so now we're going to be talking about the case of Matthew Shepard. And um, I'm telling you, this is like trigger trigger warning so trigger many warning. trigger warnings um i had a hard one this was hard this they're was very hard. hard i told allison that this was extremely hard for me i mean they're all hard but this one i don't know why it hit real hard yeah and That's how i felt about hide neck i wanted to jump through the computer and like time warp back to strangling him yeah well i had like a moment Kill him as a baby well, like I had like, a moment, you know that Hitler. Qu- I'm sorry. I yeah, keep kill him as a baby. <laughs> the Hitler, the Hitler question. If you could go back and kill Hitler when he was still a child, would you do it? Knowing who he was going to become, would you be able to do it? I feel like a part of me wants to say yes, but at the same time, I feel like if I mess with something like that, what does that mess what with? What does it do to the timeline? Yes. Ugh. I guess maybe that's too much of a deep... The butterfly effect. Yeah. So I want to say yes. I would. It saved millions and millions of people. Fuck yeah, that shit. But what worse would have happened if you had killed them? Maybe something worse could have happened. 
Ugh, genocide is just awful. I know, um, but I'm just saying. Maybe it's a hard question. Worse. It's a philosophical and like conundrum. But am I okay with murdering a murderer? Oh, sure. I'll do it. No problem. <laughs> you don't even have to pay me. <laughs> I'm kidding. Actually, really, kind of against the death penalty, but. Oh me. well, you know, I had heard something. I think it may have been on TikTok. It was this girl whose sister is behind bars and she's behind bars because she killed a man who was molesting her children. Yeah, I would too. No, nope. that. that'd be me too. That that should get a panic defense right there. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, uh, maternal protection defense. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so anyway, yeah. So Matthew Shepard was definitely hard. Um. I don't even know if I want to say some of the things that were said by the parties involved. Um, Just when, like if, hate speech. Yeah. But I almost feel like it loses how bad it was it if loses you don't its impact. say it. But Understood. I almost I feel terrible. I feel like I need to like wash my mouth with bleach just make sure you say quote unquote around those things and everybody here needs to understand that these are not that's not our opinion no we are allies we fuck want equality we don't want the fucking panic defense to be a thing we think you should be treated equal regardless of how you identify so Mm -hmm. exactly so uh trigger warning like i said this was rough for me big trigger warning broke down in tears at one point so oh shit girl yeah Shiza. No. <laughs> you didn't even skip a beat. Oh my. <laughs> my hands smell like aloe. She was playing with aloe earlier. Anyway, so let's just talk. Let's just let's just go. Let's just go. Dude, we're so ADD. Or at least I am. And I, and you like are unable to resist me. I just go. <laughs> I just go with the flow. Just go with it. All right. So everybody sit down, brace yourselves, open your ears, close your eyes, drink a glass of wine. We, we're drinking mules right now. Mm-hmm. Get ready for this shit because you're going to need a drink for show. So let's just start from the beginning. Matthew Shepard was born December 1st, 1976. He was born in Casper, Wyoming, and he was the first son of Judy and Dennis Shepard. Um... He had a younger brother, Logan, whom he was also close with. Uh, he was born in 1981. He, uh, Matthew went to school in Casper, Wyoming until like his the end of his junior year. And then so we go into the senior year. And then like during that summer, prior to his senior year, his father was hired as an oil rig um inspector for a company in Saudi Arabia. So in 19, the summer of 1994, there was no American schools um, in Saudi Arabia, American high schools in Saudi Arabia. So he ended up going to high school in Switzerland at the American school in Switzerland. That's literally what it's called. (laughs) Um, Like, Friends and family have nothing but amazing things to say about Matthew. Nothing but amazing things. 
Um, they talk so positively about him that he was accepting, easy to talk to, made friends super easy, had a passion for equality. Um, his friends eventually made a documentary about him um, called Ma- uh, Matt is my f- is is a friend of mine, which I wanted to watch. I feel like I've seen that. Oh, I would have loved to be able to watch it, but you had to pay for it. Oh. <laughs> Why do I feel like I've seen that now that you've told me the name? Um, and he went on to describe him as a tender-hearted and kind person. Matt uh, loved to travel, and it would be no st- surprise to anyone that he was elected by his peers as a peer counselor at both of the high schools that he attended. So the high school he attended in Casper and the high school he attended in Switzerland. It's on Prime Video for free with your subscription. Are you kidding me? If you have a premium subscription. Are you fucking kidding me? I don't know what a premium subscription is. I might not have a premium subscription because it didn't offer it to me. Well, and here's another thing. I have so much um, digital credits from like delaying um, deliveries when Mm -hmm. they ask me to. That I might be able to get it for free. So let me look. And if I do, then we can have a little date. Yeah, I want to watch this. I'm Uh, so sorry for interrupting. No, it's okay. Here's my little soapbox. (laughs) I do not want to pay for a movie when I pay a shit ton for streaming platforms. Like, shouldn't. I feel like I should be able, as many streaming platforms as I pay for, you would think that's something that I want to watch is being on there. But, so I don't want to pay. Anyway. Anyway, so, like I said, he loved to travel. He was a peer counselor. Yeah, it's free. Yada, yada. Um, so, in 1995, sadly, so this would have been his, towards the end of his senior year, um, they had a high school trip to Morocco, and he was attacked by a gang of young men where he was raped six times and then robbed. Now, I've heard two different stories to this. Um, one is that he w- was awaiting outside a hotel for his for friends. He's fucking gang raped, dude. Yeah. He was awaiting outside a hotel for his friends, and that's when he encountered all of this. And then another, like, um, encou- like another account says that he woke up in the middle of the night and was having like couldn't sleep, so he went out on a walk. And then that's this is what happened. Where? Where? What, what city was this? Morocco. In? It was in Morocco. Oh, okay. God. Um, that's. Can I mean, obviously, this experience changed him. His family says they never learned all of the full details of this. I couldn't say Uh, it either. um, But eventually he needed antidepressants and anti-anxiety meds. And this unfortunately (sighs) also led him into uh, to dabble with drugs and changed uh, him. Yeah. And forever. Yeah. Yeah. It's horrifying. Um, and it was around this time that he came out to his family, who were all extremely supportive of him. Came out was he gang raped because they knew he was gay? Like, I don't know. How do know. you know somebody's gay just by walking by them? And it, like, honestly, I'm not 100 percent sure of that. I questioned that as well. But like I said, like 
there's conflicting stories and his family said that he didn't they didn't know all of the details so it's horrible poor baby yeah i know he's not a baby but poor guy well he was a baby then he was in high school yeah um everybody's a baby that's under 30 to me is so weird right (laughs) also i'm only 35 so (laughs) yeah where does that come from (laughs) anyway so um at that point like after he graduated who can blame him he kind of like jumped around colleges a little bit and then eventually ended up at uh, the University of Wyoming in um, Laramie. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like I said, who can really blame him for jumping around and having issues and drugs and apparently like he OD'd a couple times. It's so sad. Um, but it sounded like once he got to the University of Wyoming, he was starting to, like, get better. He was um, studying political science. He was involved in foreign relations and took language classes. Um, he was also um, active on their campus's LGBT student association. So at that point in time, it was LGBT. Um, and he was very open about his sexuality on campus. Finally, he found a place where he felt like he could be himself. From my understanding, Laramie is extremely, like... Progressive. Progressive. It's really (coughs) fucking sad that you have to term being accepting and loving of all creatures as being progressive. Progressive, (laughs) right? I don't know why I'm laughing. It's just fun. It's, like, really sad to me. No, but it's the truth. Um, so... On the evening of October 6, 1998, Matthew went to a local bar that was known to be, like, gay-friendly. Okay. And this, but not a gay bar, just, like, they just don't gay care gay-friendly. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're cool with whatever. Love is love. What the fuck ever. Yeah. Spend your money here. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I would be if I owned a business. Right. I'll take your money. I don't care who you are. Uh, this is Fireside Bar. At that point, he met Russell Henderson, who was 21, and Aaron McKenney, who was also 21. Um, should also mention the fact that Matthew was five foot two and extremely small in stature. He's smaller than me. I'm five, four and a half to five five, depending on the day and the time of the day. Yeah. So he was. All kid. Probably didn't even, probably barely weighed 100 pounds soaking wet. From my understanding, he was like 102 pounds. Good God. Um, <sighs> This kills me. These guys. I know it's coming, and I literally, like, I don't even want to hear it. I yeah. don't want to hear it. These guys were POSs. Um, they obviously saw him as vulnerable. They figured he was gay. They based just on, assumed. Well, that based on like how he was dressed and he was probably just dressed nicely. He was, from my understanding, he was dressed nicely. Um, don't and, hit your mic; it's gonna freak out. Yeah, right. Don't touch it. Uh, and don't at this point it. in time, these two concocted a plan to rob him, Ugh. and they did this by going and talking to him, pretending to be gay themselves, in order to like 
build trust and gain loosely friendship. Um, and at that point in time, that that was intentional. Yes, all of this was intentional. So this was planned from the start. Mm-hmm. I don't know. According to one of the men, the murder was never specifically intended. No, they were just intended to to rob him. Okay. That's what they say. They're lying. That's what they're they lying say. liars. Oh, I think I think one of them intended to for sure. Yeah. I think one of them knew. I think one of them is uh struggling and with it, their own sexuality. Yeah. Well, I would be super interested to know how they're faring right now. Um, I had a read an interview. I'm getting into Okay, that. cool, cool, cool. So, um So at that point they lured him into their truck. And pickup truck? Uh, yeah, I believe it's like an extended cab cab or were they all sitting together in the front seat or I'm not sure. Okay. I don't I feel like I'd seen a picture and I can't remember. What year was it? I don't know. No, what year was this? Oh, nineteen ninety eight. It was not an extended cab, I bet. I bet it was like a all sitting together in the front seat. Well, yeah, I think they were all sitting together in the front seat because they started hitting him at that point, like in the car. God damn it. So, yeah, you would be right. I don't think it was an extended cab. Um, so at that, they got him in. And I that, don't know why that mattered to me so much in that moment, but I'm trying to like picture un- how it goes. Exactly. Yeah. And I know that sounds barbaric, but so, like that's just how I do it okay no it's okay that's just me (laughs) so they they got him in the truck they start hitting him over the head like in the back of the head with a gun um it was a 357 so they were pistol whipping him repeatedly yes they did it a couple times i guess they took him out into the middle of nowhere which okay i just want to i'm sorry I just want to explain what pistol whipping is to those of us who don't know. It is not just holding a gun the proper way and like smacking someone across the face. No, you're being hit in the the head with the butt of the gun. Yes, it is holding the gun backwards in your hand Mm -hmm. and hitting somebody repeatedly with the butt of the gun. Yeah. That is pistol whipping. I just want to be very clear. That is what's happening to this 102 pound, five foot two man. Exactly. Exactly what she said. So, um, yeah, so they were hitting him with a three fifty seven Magnum. Which is a fairly pretty heavy-duty gun. Yeah. It's a handgun still, but it's... It's big. A big... It's like what you think of when you think of, like, the big black pistols. It's it's something that I probably wouldn't feel comfortable shooting. It's too it's big gonna for your It's going to have a lot stature. of blowback. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even think my hand could hold it. Recoil. Yeah. So anyway, they took him to a remote area at that point. Um, they tied him to a like buck fence. So like the fences that are like are in X's that have yeah. the rungs of wood between. Mm-hmm. They tied him to a buck fence. They hit him more times while he was tied up. Um, from my understanding, he was hit anywhere from 19 to 21 times. Jesus fucking Christ. They took his shoes, his wallet, and then they left him in the middle of nowhere in Wyoming in October. So it's going to be cold at night. Also, he's bound. So he can't, he can't go anywhere. Go anywhere. 
Also, he's beaten probably to within an inch of, like, if he's even conscious anymore. You know what I'm saying? Oh, buddy. This poor fucking guy. Still a kid, in my opinion, at this point. Like, if you're in your 20s, you're still a child. Like, you still don't know who you are. You still don't know where you're going in life. And I feel like he is finally at a point where he's coming into his own. Mm -hmm. And then this shit fucking happens to him. Yeah. So he was out there for 18 hours before he was discovered. He was discovered. Oh, my God. How do Oh, my God. So he was discovered by another student um, who was out bicycling. He's a bicyclist, 19 years old. His name is Aaron. I think it's Kyfels. Kryfels. Sorry. Kryfels. Is that an I or an L? That's I. Yeah. That's how I would say it. Kryfel? Kryfel? That's how I thought it was. Yeah. He thought he was a scarecrow put out for a Halloween decoration because he was, like, strung up. I wonder what in him made him go investigate. Well, I guess he, like, it frightened him. So he kind of was, like, looking at it and realized that that's not a scarecrow. That's a person. So he booked it at that point. It's never a mannequin or a scarecrow. (laughs) Yeah. So he booked it at that point to the nearest place that he could get to. From my understanding, that was a college professor. They called 911. In the meantime, he's just still sitting out there by himself. Yeah. The first person to respond to her was, um, the first officer to respond was Reggie Flutie. <laughs> um, and initially she thought he oh, was. was a girl? Yeah, it was. A, her girl named know. Reggie? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. This Inish- is a horrible fucking story. I just really like that name. Initially, they thought um, he was only 12 or 13 because of his size. And I guess he was kind of like slumped at this point to like the guy thought this it was a scarecrow that had like fallen because he was kind of like it slumped yeah. down at this point. Um, mm. So initially they thought it was a 12 or 13 year old. Um. This part's hard. Um, she described how his face was ex- all bloody, and the only part that was not bloody was the tear streaks. I feel like I'm going to cry. Yeah, same girl. Like, I'm welling up over here. He was struggling to breathe, um, and the only way they were able to ident- identify him was because his student ID was nearby. Jesus. Um, he was taken to the hospital in Fort Collins, which is, from my understanding, in Colorado. He had fractures from the back of the head and, like, all in the back of his head and up by his right front ear. And his brain stem was crushed. <gasps> How was he still alive at I don't all? Know, but if anybody wants to know doesn't know anything about a brainstem that control controls like all of your involuntary functions heart rate breathing all that stuff so yeah he's all not of your struggling. autonomic yeah. function it's your autonomic functions everything so. everything that your body does on its own that's what that means mm-hmm. breathing um heart rate. blinking yeah heart rate body temperature you have about a, a bunch of um reflexes that 
we test that are like in your eyes and your gag. That's all brainstem. Um, Jesus. So I've said that like eight times already. He also had lacerations on his head, neck, and face. Oh my god. Um, he was put on life support, and he never regained consciousness. Uh, his family was still in Saudi Arabia, so they rushed back. Um, and he unfortunately passed away at 12.53 a.m. on October 12, 1998, at 21 years old. I Okay, I might be wrong, but I've heard of a case, and I think this has happened on more than one occasion, where literally they were afraid to pull the plug on, I really think it was this case. I think it was Matthew Shepard. The parents were afraid to pull the plug on him because they thought that that meant that they made the decision that he would die and it would lessen the charges of the of the perpetrators from murder to um, assault. Oh, I never, I never read anything about that on this case. But like, uh, just so we're all clear, that's no, it's that is murder. not a thing. But that's what, like, at one time, it was a, a questionable thing that could be argued in court. He didn't murder him. The parents chose to have him taken off life support. They really only committed assault or assault with a deadly weapon or, you know, whatever the other charges would be. So, to clarify to some people, when, like, one of the things that's tested in brain death are your brainstem functions. And actually, if your brainstem is gone, you're gone. Well, he could barely even breathe on his own when they found him. And he was was only deteriorating. So It was very, like, it sounded like agonal breaths when I was reading about it. When you're scientifically dead by a computer not being able to read brain waves, you're dead. Uh, Well, they also look, like I said, at your um, brainstem functions as well. Right. So there's, like, three tests. Um, this is fucked up, dude. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, it was, it's, it's hard. It's really hard to talk about this. Um, what complete pieces of shit. Like, I'm so, like, I'm so mad at them. I'm so mad at them. Oh, well, it just gets, this whole fucking thing gets worse. So, by this point in time, after all of this happened... I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of F-bombs. There already has been. There's yeah. about to be probably a lot more. Um, so, after, you know, Matthew had passed away, um, had been murdered. Let's be honest, he was murdered. Um, his, what happened to him became international news. Like, this was huge. Like, I was really young when this happened. I remember it. I still remember it. I was, like, maybe 10, 11. It was, like, I think we were, like, 9. 1990. Oh, 1988. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know why I thought it was 1995. It was 95? No, it was 1998. I was thinking to myself, 1995. I was, like, I'm only, I was only 9. And then I was, like, wait, no, it was 1988. Why am I thinking 1995? Anyways, we were very young and we still remember this occurring. Yeah. So I remember it being in the news. It was huge. It was international news at this point. The funeral was a goddamn debacle. Because 
I don't know. Have you ever heard of the Westboro Baptist Church? Mm-hmm. Literally, fuck them. The Westboro. All of them. All of them. The Westboro are instruments of evil. Yeah, the Westboro Baptist Church supposedly has no fucking affiliation with any Baptist church in the United States, but they are basically a hate group. It is what it is. They're a hate group. They are. Uh, they claim to be hyper Calvinists, um, which I looked that up and I wasn't completely understanding what it was. But Calvinists like basically believe in like almost like a destiny. Like they believe everyone's destined going to hell. To go to he- like certain people are destined to go to heaven and like certain people are destined to go to hell. Okay. Whatever. That's was my understanding of a hyper Calvinist mm-hmm. or a Calvinist. Um, but apparently that's like more hyper Hyper Calvinist basically means that there's a whole lot of people that are destined to yeah. go to hell. Well, I guess like a, and very I guess like a Calvinist because I had to clarify this. Calvinists believe that like there are people destined to go to hell, but anybody that like believes in or like you can be saved by by God, like anybody can be saved by God. Um, but it's kind of a destiny kind of thing, and then the hyper Calvinist is. Pretty much like you're either saved or you're not saved. That was what my understanding was. I have some thoughts that I'm like trying so hard to keep in my brain right now about Westboro Baptist Church. Now, these people are fucking assholes. They are destined to go to hell if there is one. They basically go to funerals. Tons of funerals. Um, It could be people who identify as LGBTQ+. Or it can be military. I've seen military. Because war is evil, you guys. Um, Famous people. There's been famous people they've gone to. Because gluttony is a sin. And vanity (laughs) is a sin. Yeah. So they stood outside this funeral protesting uh, with some of the worst fucking signs that Matt was burning in hell. And that... And trigger warning, because this is some of the bad racial hate speech. But, and I quote, God hates bags. God doesn't like cigarettes? I guess not. Oh, weird. Me neither. (laughs) Cigarettes are bad. I needed that one, because that made me want to (laughs) cry. I hate saying that. (laughs) Um, But, yeah. Uh, shit like that. They were standing outside his funeral. Um, his parents were asked to do like a statement. His dad had to sit there with like a fucking bulletproof vest on because they were afraid that like he was going to get shot. Jeez. At his son's funeral. Yeah. Um, I guess one of Matthew's friends organized a group um, to like stand around these Westboro Aww. and then like uh, they were all wearing, like, angel costumes. Aww. And then, like, um, they also had police there to try to stand between them. But that didn't stop the fact that his parents heard all these things that were being said about Matt. Ugh. Like. Kind of a piece of These are of the shit. disgusting Do fucking. Do you have to be to, like, interfere with grieving parents who just lost their child to a brutal fucking crime to stand there and say, well, peace in hell now. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself, Westboro. Yeah. So, 
what happened after this? What happened to Henderson and McKinney? So how did they get caught? So after they left Matt to sit on a fucking fence post to die, they went back to Laramie where they got into a street fight with 19-year-old Emilio Morales and 18-year-old Jeremy Herrera. So two Hispanic men. So another hate crime. These they fucking got, white supremacist pieces of shit. They got into a fight with two Hispanic men. That's great. Gross. Um, McKenney was injured during this fight, as well as, from my understanding, uh, Morales. He was, bled on him, right? What? He bled on him, right? Uh, this was during the fight, so he got a head injury during the fight. But I guess they were also like pistol whipping. Yeah. These two guys as well. Ugh. Um, but they were injured. The police arrived and they arrested the other guy, not McKenney, but um, Hernandez. Um, they arrested him, but, and then they um, went through McKenney's truck, the truck that they got into. They found a blood smeared gun, Shepard's shoes, and his credit card. But I guess they really... Why did they take his shoes? They just want They were them? patent leather, leather, nice shoes. Apparently, these guys were, like, roofers, and they didn't make a lot of money. So they were, like... They wore the same size as him. I, I, I think all of this... I sincerely doubt that. I think all of this was... They said... What, I'll get into it. Anyway. So they released Hernandez... And once Shepard was found, uh, because of this fight and the evidence that were found, these two men were made prime suspects. Um, Russell Hernandez was arrested at his trailer. He shared with his girlfriend, 19-year-old Chastity Paisley. Um, Hernandez refused to talk, but Chastity gave an alibi for Henderson and um, I guess had, her. had helped get rid of. Do you think of... she knew what he did when she oh, gave yeah. him the alibi? Yep. They all knew. She should go to jail, too, for obstruction of justice and for perjury. Oh, just wait. <laughs> um, so <laughs> she also helped to get rid of his bloody ass clothes as well. I'm about to throw Larry the llama across the room, y'all. Poor Larry. McKenney was arrested at the same hospital Shepard was at. I heard this before, yeah. Um, because he was admitted for getting hit. And this is before they had pulled the plug on him. Yeah. So literally, they're sitting in the room with their... Or he's sitting in a room. His parents probably aren't even there yet. Dying. And the people who caused this to happen to him are being treated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... When, so they arrested him, um, his girlfriend, who was also, I think, 19 at the time, and also the mother of his infant boy, um, from my understanding, she also gave an alibi for him initially and also helped dispose of his clothes, but then she later went on to say that he crept into their apartment um, covered in blood, and then he admitted to beating Shepard. So, yeah. These he pe- told her. These people fucking knew. Um, 
So why would you want to be like, I'm sorry, but if I, if somebody came into my house covered in blood and told me what they had done, my first instinct would not be to help them. My first instinct would be to do whatever I fucking could to get them the fuck out of my house and get them the fuck out of my life and never, ever have anything to do with them again. I think at first, if they were capable of hurting another human being, I would probably just, like, go with it. Yeah, you'd probably be scared yourself. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Um, But that would be me. But, like, just go with it until I could... Yeah, no, that makes sense. Like, you would be scared yourself for your own well-being. Yeah, I mean... And the well-being of your child, probably. Yeah, so... But she did, she did admit to all of this. Um, when they brought him in, unlike Henderson, McKenney just was a talker. <laughs> his interviews were awful. <laughs> Spilled his guts. Her his interviews were terrible because, of course, racial slur, racial slur, racial slur. Tons. Um, I'm, I just don't understand having so much hate in your heart. Yeah. Like thinking, I just don't like, why, why that has to eat you up. That eats you up. That says more about you than anything else. Right. He's so hateful. Their intention was not, he said that their intention was never to hurt him, but was they to pistol whip rob him. him. And then McKenney became triggered after Shepard came on to him. So, literally, fuck him. I'm so, sorry, but when you're getting the shit beat out of you, you're not trying to come on to somebody. That's exactly what I was thinking. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, okay, so they're in the car, and then they're, like, pistol whipping him. And Trying to him. rob him. And they're, they're trying to argue that, like, in this process, he's trying to come oh, on hey, to him. Oh, hey, buddy. Um, I think you're hot. Like, no, that's not how this happened. Let's be honest here. Yeah. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. But that's what he claimed. That's what he claimed. So these people are, these two guys were charged with attempted murder, kidnapping, and aggravated robbery. And Paisley and, um, uh, Chastity Paisley and Christine Price were charged uh, also with accessory to oh, yeah! after the fact. Hell the fuck yes. Hell the fuck yes. I'm sorry for their babies, so, but god damn it. Um, they were also charged with, I think I said, yeah, murder, kidnapping, and aggravated robbery. So they were charged with all that. Eventually, um, this was all bumped up to first degree murder once Matthew had passed away. Um, this means at that point in time, they were uh, eligible for the death penalty. Um, Henderson, who was smart, pled guilty to murder and kidnapping to avoid the death penalty and agreed to testify against McKenney. Um, and he was sentenced to life in prison. His girlfriend, Chris- Kristen Price, also testified and um was given a reduced sentence for that and so hers went from uh, accessory after the fact to misdemeanor interference with a police officer um chastity paisley so um henderson's girlfriend uh pled guilty to the accessory after the fact and yeah so she pled guilty to that so 
McKenney actually went to trial. Okay. Um, I honestly think McKenney is the really bad one. I think he's a total piece of shit. So McKenney, his trial took place October, October and November of 1999, and he attempted to use the gay panic defense. He argued that he was temporarily insane, made by the de- advances of uh, Shepard, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who, who was coming onto him in the midst of having the shit beaten out of him and being robbed. Exactly. Right. Makes no sense. Totally. Um, the judge reject- rejected this. <laughs> rejected it. Thank goodness. But then he went on to try to say that... Um, Use the defense that he was molested by a man as a child. Who gives a fucking shit? Once again, the plea. The, Don't care, The dude. judge was like, no, this is too much like the gay panic. It's not panic. pertinent. It's not pertinent. Yeah. He was like, the, well, he was like, this is too much like the gay panic defense. That's what he ah, said. Ah, okay. Well, good. He was good like, for that temporary. For having a good head on his yeah. shoulders and not being a piece of shit. So when this went to trial... Um, McKenney's judge really had no other, <laughs> nothing else to, to rely on. So he was like, he argued that he never meant to kill Shepard. He just wanted to rob him. Um, By pistol whipping him multiple times in the head. Yeah. From my understanding, according to what Henderson has said in interviews, it was McKenney. That, I believe it. So, um, anyway... Uh, Kristen Price testified that they pretended to be gay in order to rob Shepard. Prosecution went on to argue that it was all premeditated. It was driven by greed and violence. They did not include Matthew Shepard's um, sexuality in any of this as a motivating factor. Of course they didn't. Um, I think that was... There's no laws in Wyoming. About hate crimes? Yeah. For gay um individuals i don't think they have a hate crime crime law in general from my understanding is it not not, okay i'll get into wyoming um mckenney was found guilty not of premeditated murder but felony murder instead and he was still eligible for the death penalty but he got a life sentence, two life sentences without the possibility of parole, and that was largely due to Matt's parents. They didn't want him to die. Mm-hmm. Well, bless their heart. They just wanted to, like, they they thought that this was now a time for healing. Jesus. So the reason... They're saints. ...as to why this man more than likely did not get the death penalty was because of Matt's parents. Death by firing squad. So why was this not a fucking Death hate crime? Death by firing squad. That's my vote. So why was this not a hate crime? So at the time, Wyoming did not have any law um, and neither did the U.S. government that addressed crimes against a person's sexual orientation. That's um, changed though, right? I'll get into that. Shortly You're after killing me, Smalls. Shortly after Matt's death, Wyoming attempted to pass laws that would make crimes against a person based on their sexual orientation a hate crime, but that did not pass. They 
tried I've I followed I followed up onto this one. They tried again to do it in two thousand or twenty twenty one and it did not go through. In twenty twenty one? Yes. They do not have a hate crime. Thanks, law. Trump. <laughs> I blame uh, this on Trump. After all of this, Bill Clinton uh, attempted to extend federal hate crime legislation to include gay people women and those with disabilities the hate crime prevention act was introduced in 1997 that passed federally federally that passed both houses in 2000 but was stripped away by a conference committee dude fuck that committee oh it just keeps going on just wait just wait uh, in 2007, the Matthew Shepard and James Byrd Jr. Hate Crimes Prevention Act, which I want to do a video or a um, podcast on James Byrd. Add it to the list. Um, Add so it to the Google Doc. That was introduced. That passed both houses, but was vetoed by Bush. Obama. Which Bush? Oh, W. W. Obama was committed to getting it passed. Apparently, also Nancy Pelosi was committed to getting this all passed as well. Um, And it finally passed both houses in October twenty or October twenty second. Both House and Senate. House and Senate. Woohoo! It passed both of them. Um, Well, it passed the final House Mm -hmm. in October twenty second, two thousand nine, and then it finally was signed into law by Obama on October 28th, 2009. Is that the anniversary of his beating? No. Oh. It would have been 2008. And it would have been October 6th. Oh, okay. Um, Still, hell yeah, Barack Obama. Can we have have Obama back? Yeah. I want the Obamas back as our first family. Where are you? He's probably like, hell no. He's like, no. Hell Um, no. So this act expands on the 1969 United States federal hate crime law to include crimes motivated by victims' actual or perceived gender, sexual orientation, gender identity, or disability. It also includes some other stuff as well, but I'll I'll get into that one when I do James Bird. Fuck yeah. Because James Bird was not um, LGBTQ+. He was just a black man. Is that an episode you're doing? I want to do. Yeah, I want to okay. talk about him cool, because cool. because of this, I want to talk about him. But he also died in 1998 as Aww. well. Um, so before we get too much into Matthew Shepard's legacy, I really want to quickly address something else. So in 1914, uh, sorry, 2014, a man named Stephen Jimenez. 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 Mm-hmm. Whatever, I don't even fucking care. I'm He's just helping asshole. you. He's a fucking asshole. Oh, okay, fuck him. <laughs> fuck, fuck you, Stephen Jimenez. <laughs> fuck you. I'm going to mispronounce your name on purpose. Anyway, um, he's an investigative journalist, and he released a book. What is going on with my computer? Why is it turned off? Your computer is being a bitch. Okay. I was, like, extremely concerned there because <laughs> it went completely black, and I was like, oh, no, bitch. No, no. It's always the blue screen of death. It's never the black screen I know. of death. Anyway, so he was an investigative journalist, and he interviewed 100 people in connection with the Matthew Shepard case. And he wrote a book called The Book of Matt, um, Hidden Truths About the Murder of Matthew Shepard. What were his hidden truths? So this man 
went in this book to basically talk about how Matthew Shepard was, um, well, like we knew, like he dabbled in drugs. This guy was yeah, he talking went about some fucked up shit. Yeah, this went guy went to talk about how he basically like was not this like gay martyr. How the fuck? Um, and that like this poster boy for victim humanist. Um, like that he was not this poster boy for like victims of gay hate crimes. Like he went on to talk about this, and he talks about how Matthew Shepard dabbled in drugs like crystal meth and heroin oh, shit. they talk about how he apparently was like being pimped but the thing is is that get no just wait and then apparently he knew mckenny he alleges that he knew mckenny and they were having sex and also being pimped out together now this sounds very far-fledged if you is that the right term so i like i was I was like, well, we already know he was involved in drugs. Like, even his parents, like, admit to that. Yeah. So, I actually went in. Oh, and then the, he talks about his HIV status and the fact that he was HIV positive at the time that he passed away. No. He was. Oh, he did have the hit? Yeah, he has HIV. Aww. Or he did. Um, but He's pause. That's what they say. Yeah. He's pause. So, and that, you know, that meant that he wasn't a good person. Like... The, the interview that I read with him... You guys him, could see my fucking facial features. Dude, the interview I read with him, I was not pleased. I kind of want to, like... Part of me wants to read the book, but at the same time, I don't want to, no. like... Don't give Fucking him contribute Fuck any money. Um, maybe if it's free in a library, I might read it. Just... I want to know his argument. But from my understanding... His argument is bullshit. 100 people in connection. I did. Is this, like, seven degrees of Kevin Bacon or whatever? I guess. Like, what the fuck? It's but all anyway, rumor. Haven't you ever heard of the game of telephone, you son of a bitch? I know. I just wanted to. I'm curious. What What does he have to say? Anyway, um, but I researched this. There's like nothing to ever say that he like that Matt was being prostituted out. And then even like there he was probably got it when he was fucking gang raped in Morocco. That's basically what they think. Like, that's basically what they say is that it happened in Morocco. Ugh, that poor guy. Um, what a hard life. What a young, snuffed out life. Mm-hmm. And it was so hard. And he never got to his point mm-hmm. of like being able to be himself and coming into his own. Well, it he, makes me so fucking sad. He desperately like wanted to work toward like acceptance and like helping others. Um, act like being, um activism towards gay rights right well wasn't he like a mentor like considered like a mentor like didn't a lot of people in his community like look up to him in I, the college and well stuff like yeah that? Like, well in high school i know he was like voted as peer mentor or like peer counselors yeah um yeah he was like really highly thought of yeah um but yeah so th- i even read an article about this this guy and his book and it was from um I think it was Gay Star News. Did it tell you that and Stephen Jimenez is a whole ass piece of shit? Oh, they and he's making said, shit up and he is piggybacking yeah, on Matthew Shepard. It basically capitalizing it, off of his death. Yeah, it basically said that um, he made the shit up. Um, like everything I just said. Yeah, it made the shit up and it was it was shoddy at best. Yeah, shoddy work. He at was best. literally just trying to capitalize off of the 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 gruesome murder of a good man but 
I wanted to bring this up because I think several people have mentioned this, and I do think that this is important, to talk about Matthew Shepard in general as a victim of a hate crime against, you know, gay men. If you ignore, like, his overarching story, which is the fact that he was also victimized in Morocco, you're completely missing the picture of him as a victim itself. Yeah. So, like, I wanted to bring that in for context purposes. And also because people have said this stuff. And like I said, I have did not find people any... Who's people? Well, this dude. This Steven dude. Jimenez. Go dude, fuck this yourself. Dude. So, if you look into... Right. right. If you look into him yourself, you might find some of this information. I could not find any information to back this. And all other evidence points elsewhere. Yeah. Fucking eat glass, Stephen Jimenez. Yeah. I don't... mm -mm. Mm -mm. Um, Something I did forget to mention is that um, one of the sheriffs um, said that the, the, the crime against and like the brutality of what Matt went through. He said that he's only ever seen those dramatic of injuries in high speed traffic collisions. Jesus Christ. So I thought I would just Ugh. I I caught that late in the game when this I was case it down. is hard. It is hard. So I wanted to bring that in for context. Um people so contact your local law lawmakers yeah for sure um so judy shepherd with the help of her husband dennis um started the matthew shepherd foundation um they run they do like education and outreach and advocacy that's awesome um for lgbtq plus that's amazing um, so there's a lot of different stuff that they do. Uh, they did a play, I believe, about Matthew Shepard's story. Um, she's a public speaker uh, that talks about anti-violence awareness. Um, he was later, like I said, there's also the, the laws that have been created because of him um, with uh, hate and violence towards um like marginalized communities um that were passed um we also have uh the fact that in october 26 2018 matthew shepherd his ashes were interned at the washington uh national cathedral really so if anybody knows any like doesn't know what the washington national cathedral is it's like humongous like it's a big cathedral in washington and it homes a lot of state houses uh yeah sorry houses a lot of state funerals um a lot of well-known americans have been had funerals there memorial services i think they had a memorial service for 9-11 there um but yeah so he is now his ashes are now housed in a crypt there that's awesome um i read an article about all of this and his mom was talking about how relieved she was because they always had concern that his ashes would be desecrated oh yeah so they Any grave yeah so um they kept his ashes safely at home with them 
and now it's going to be um held that's awesome there safe safe and sound nice and safe um but you go into a cathedral and you fucking vandalize you are a whole ass piece of shit oh yeah so are many of the other people in this story though so i wouldn't put it past anybody honestly um but he lays alongside woodrow wilson and helen (gasps) keller how cool yeah i think that was pretty awesome that just kind of solidifies what a big impact he made on this country for sure and um i did want to add on to this oh oh also um he has a bunch of items in the smithsonian as well oh really yeah um but yeah i wanted to add on to this like i did say that i read an interview with uh one of the men henderson and like i said i i I didn't see an actual direct interview of him talking, but based on what he said, it sounded like he he basically flat out said his motivation was not any anything about him being gay. Him personally. That's what he said. He said that he was motivated by money and the hopes of buying drugs. I think that's bullshit. Um, he said that McKenney was the one that was, like, really the ringleader in this. Um, and he basically says, like, even though his motivation was not racism, the facts in the case, particularly McKenney's uh, interviews, kind of speak for themselves. Yeah, he's a totally bigoted piece yeah. of shit. He talks about how, yeah, he talks about how, um, how bad he feels how he thinks about matthew all the time what he did good he felt like rotten fucking hell yeah he said he felt like he participated in this because he felt like he needed to save face with mckenny so i would be could have said one thing or done one thing and changed the course of your life simply by telling him dude this isn't a good idea dude let's go somewhere else dude let's do something else one fucking sentence to him one fucking thing I know that, like, a couple gay activists have come out to say that they believe that he's atoned for what he's done, but mm. I think they're bigger people than me. Yeah, totally. I think he should rot in hell. I don't know. That's just me. But, yeah, so that's that's Matthew Shepard. He's really impacted our country, and Wyoming, like I said, Wyoming does not have hate crime laws. Wyoming, get your shit together. Does the federal act apply to the state? At the state level, though? So I was trying to look into that, um, and then I Yo, forgot about it. lawyer people, let us know. I can always look it up when we're on break, but I'm pretty sure... Sh- Do you like, want to tell your sources? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I wrote them all down on a list. <laughs> I usually forget my sources. Like, I actually have them written down, and then I forget to write them. I'm, like, rushing her right now because I have to pee so bad, (laughs) y'all. So, uh, my sources are The Guardian. That was that fucking interview with that Stephen investigative journalist. Burn in hell, Jimenez. Um, Wiki, Britannica.com, Matthew Shepard Foundation, BBC News. Um, There was a YouTube documentary or a documentary that was sitting on YouTube called The Murder of Matthew Shepard. Crime Doc um history.com mercury news and then i also use gaystarnews.com dope awesome thank you that was harrowing it was hard this is hard i bet Uh, yeah no it definitely provoked a lot of emotion for me oh my god talking about his face yeah makes me want to tears yeah yeah 
Anyway, so. Yes. So Allison now has a, another missing child for us. Uh-huh. So this week's missing child highlight is Musab Baum. He went missing on June 10th, 2022 from Anchorage, Alaska. He was born February 10th, 2015. Makes him seven years old. He has a black male with dark skin, black hair, brown eyes. He is four foot five, 70 pounds. If you see him, do not hesitate. Anyone having information at all, any information, should contact 911 or 1-800-843-5678, which is 1-800-THE-LOST, or the Anchorage Police Department at 1-907-786-8900. Help bring this baby home. Yeah. He's so cute, too. He's got, like, missing front teeth. Aw. Smile. He's smiling so big, and his little front teeth are missing. He's so cute. We'll be posting a picture of him. Aw. Isn't he adorable? (laughs) Yeah, we'll be posting uh, pictures of them on our Instagram, so you can kind of, like, see all of this. Definitely. Um, So, yeah, anyway... Now we will move on to like I feel like we we already kind of chatted. Yeah, I agree. We kind of chatted. Yeah, uh, I, I don't, don't have any additional movies, books or podcasts to recommend right now. Yeah, you have to um cuz once again this was also our recorded. second episode. Yeah, yeah, it's recorded. You can he- listen to us on Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts, and Apple. Woo-woo! That took, like, forever to oh get. Oh, my God. They're impossible, you guys. Yeah. Um, we have an email. <laughs> that was my phone Why did you have bra? your... <laughs> Why was your phone in your bra? <laughs> I don't know. I'm probably going to give myself boob cancer. You're such a hill jack. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Do you put money in your boobs, too? Um, Sometimes, if Do I don't you have pay pockets. with sweaty boob money? maybe courtney you know what i used to be a cashier like so gross back in the day so you know better <laughs> anyway <Nasty>. so our- shame <laughs> shame <laughs> um anyway so our email is murderpornpodcast at gmail.com we also have a website which is murderpornpodcast.podbean dot com we have our instagram uh which is going strong hell yeah uh that is murder we're hitting 200 followers today i swear Ooh. i swear it today is saturday june 11th and mark my words we will get our 200th yes, follower we will get it um that is a murd m-u-r-d p podcast uh that's because it wouldn't let us put in murder, murder or, porn. or porn. Yeah, wouldn't. Um, we also set a link a link tree up in our IG bio, and that's going to go on our website as well. Uh, we have officially merch. Um, yeah, we're working on more. So if you've got ideas, shoot us an email. Yeah, we're excited. Um, 
I also have an Instagram. It is Courtney underscore and 0.1. Allison has her Instagram. That is Allison underscore Wonderland. And Wonderland for the O has a zero and the E is a three. Um, Which I don't know my own Instagram handle, so yay me. <laughs> she even put it wrong on the paper. Like a couple episodes ago, she was... It's wrong today, too. Yeah, that's I what I'm saying. I it's, it's wrong on the paper. Yeah. I'm and, awesome. Um, but I knew it. Ha ha. Yeah, yeah. Um, we also... I, I also have a TikTok. Um, I talk about missing children on there, missing people in general, but mostly missing children. And my TikTok is Courtney underscore Ann 1.0. So it's like different. I also um, made a spam account too. <laughs> oh, all right. I don't know. I just was like, I kept racking. Uh, like I got two community guidelines in one week and I was like, oh shit, I better make a spam account in case like I get put on a like black content or whatever. Well, you get like after so many like community guideline violations you get put on a um guideline like you can't post for a certain amount of time. they put you in timeout they put you in in tiktok jail yeah they put you in tiktok jail so um for that reason i made a spam account just in case but i won't even talk about that <laughs> anyway next episode next episode i think i'm gonna do Lindsay boosiak yeah is, isn't that the one that was um the realtor the realtor yeah yeah what about you i'm still working on the oh on the big one. Oh yeah the big one i've got i mean i gotta finish reading that john walsh book but that's not made any progress so <laughs> okay so i think that's it for today all right well thanks for listening everyone hit subscribe follow rate us yes um share us with your friends yeah, today was a good day. It was a good day. It was but a it was, doozy. It was a hard one to get through, it was but really rough. I'm so so drained right now. Oh yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> I feel bad for you because you have to go home to two toddlers. Oh, that's okay. Anyway, <laughs> so we will be seeing you next time. Be smart, make good choices, and don't murder people. Yeah, those are good tips. Pro tip. Yeah, that's our <laughs> pro tip. All right, everyone. Bye. Bye.